What's up guys? You are on the air and off the books with Beth Ann and Samantha. And today we are coming here to talk to you about some of the books that we have been reading these past few weeks. All Beth Ann. Yes. What are you reading? Tell me right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Hurry. Okay. So I am reading right now. Well, I, you know, I, ta I was talking to Doug the other day <laughs> while I was giving my book swap pal their book. And uh, I was telling him how I'm reading like 8,000 books at the same time. And, um, you know, I can't get them all done. So I won't read anything in February, but in March I'll have 80 books done because that's the way that it goes. Eight zero. Eight zero. So right now I'm reading Empire of Silence. I think you've probably heard me rant rave about this like eight times now. But this is, I've been talking to everybody about it because I'm obsessed, like obsessed. This is by, I believe his name is Christopher Rocchio. It's R-U-O-C-C-H-I-O, if you want to pronounce that better than I do. And uh, this is a hard fantasy, or excuse me, a hard sci-fi, and it's actually labeled as a space opera. Not to be confused with Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> exactly. So what I am going to do is I am going to not log into that because I accidentally logged into that. I am going to tell you what that means because I also don't really know. I am, this is, okay, I, it's giving, we're in space and we're singing songs. It really does. Like Glee space version. <laughs> Every, um, everybody that I talk to, they're just like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Because it, it reminds me of like Fifth Element where the blue lady is on the platform. Have you guys seen that movie? Um, not that you can respond to me right now. <laughs> say, but, yes. <laughs> say yes. Say yes. If no. you, <laughs> if you have seen the movie. Where the blue lady is like doing her arms like, oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, you know what I'm talking about? No. You have to go home and watch The Fifth Element. And that's what space opera reminds me of. But space opera is actually a sub-genre of science fiction characterized by extraterrestrial settings and having melodramatic plots typical of soap operas. Wow. So, so it's not a musical opera. No. It's like a larger-than-life space travel. Um, like drama. Yes, like a really dramatic, grim... Days of our lives in space. Days of our lives, but, like, so much better than that. So, let me read the synopsis for you. If you didn't know, a lot of genres have subgenres attached to them. Because fantasy is such an... Like, we talk about fantasy a lot, but the reality is, is that Samantha and I don't really like the same fantasy. We like subgenres of the overarching umbrella term of fantasy. And so this yes. is a subgenre or a, a something, a, a category underneath, you know, like our soup salad sauce situation that we have discussion wise at work all the time. Um, just to fill, you know, to fill gaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's, I would encourage you guys to look into, like, the different subgenres that you really like because I think that might help you find some more books to read. So this is Empire of Silence. This is book one of the Sun Eater series. And this is the synopsis. Hadrian Marlowe, a man revered as a hero and despised as a murderer, chronicles his tale in the galaxy's spanning debut of the Sun Eater series, merging the best of space opera and epic fantasy. It was not his war. On the wrong planet, at the right time, for the best reasons, Hadrian Marlowe started down a path that could only end in fire. The galaxy remembers him as a hero, the man who burned every last alien 
Sielsen from the sky. They remember him as a monster, the devil who destroyed a son, casually annihilating four billion human lives, even the emperor himself, against imperial orders. But Hadrian was not a hero. He was not a monster. He was not even a soldier. Fleeing his father and a future as a torturer, Hayden finds himself stranded on a strange backwater world, forced to fight as a gladiator and navigate the intrigues of a foreign planetary court. He will find himself fighting a war he did not start for an empire he does not love against an enemy he will never understand. Dude. This book, okay? This? this oh my gosh. Frick fracking book. Oh my gosh. When I tell you that I'm on chapter, okay, let me, let me, what chapter am I on? What chapter am I on? Uh, not good reading, not good reading. Probably I'm, two. <laughs> <laughs> the shade. Um, I am on chapter 19. Shocker. Not bad, not bad. Um, it's a it's a bigger book. It's like almost 700 pages, but I started it not too long ago, and I've been listening to it, and I've been reading it as well, like the hard copy of it. And when I tell you the writing is so poetic and so moving, and the characters are so endearing, and like you immediately fall in love with so many different people in this world, and I love. And if you really love like political buildup and world building, and if you really like severe character development, if you want to be really invested in a story and like married to a story, this is a really great story to be married to. It's it's about Earth. It's obviously us in the future, like a few billion years in the future. Um, and so far, it's been so heartbreaking and so beautiful at the same time I've already cried a few times and it's so fantastic it's just something that you just want to like it's like it's like pudding okay Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you just want to like you just want to dive in with a spoon exactly you just want to like it's so sweet and like just engulfs you and it's wonderful and it's just a mouthful and it's just this is the worst description I've ever come up with for a book pudding pudding um you should try it. If I don't know that if you've never read science fiction before, that this is the place to start. It's pretty girthy. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a big. It's, it's a, a big, big boy. boy. It's a thick boy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a pretty thick book. But if you really do like science fiction, but you want like a more grim, more like deep science fiction story. Um then this is for you. This combines the best of, like, dark fantasy and science fiction together. It's not like Murderbot. It doesn't have any real humor in it. I mean, there are some, like, little chuckly bits, but it's more for, like, to push on the, like, the the storyline. This is, this is a heavy read, but in the best way possible. What would you say is a good starting book to get into this series? Oh, man. Like a beginner. For, uh... So I started, I'll just tell you where I started. I started with, um, I started, I actually think I started with Song for the Wild Bill and then I went into the Murderbot series by Martha Wells. Um, and those are all novellas. And the thing about those is is that the one that matches closest is Song for the Wild Bill. And it's a very deep moving, like thought provoking piece. And I think that matches this, but it's not grim in that way. It's not dark and heavy. 
I come from a place where I really enjoy fantasy that's darker and more about politics, bloodshed, about people, you know, conquering and coming out, you know, on top and stuff like that. So I'm coming from a place where I already like a darker story. Mm -hmm. So moving into this from like Psalm for the Wild Bill and like the humor and the science fiction terminology that Martha Wells gave me in Murderbot series... I'm able to follow along really well with this because sci- science fiction does have some terminology and some different things because it's obviously in space in the future that you kind of have to get a little bit of a grasp on. But if you kind of start there and move into it and you do like that foundation of like darker fantasy, I wouldn't suggest this for romantic fans if that's your predominant romantic, if that's your predominant, like unless you're looking to really get outside of your comfort zone. This isn't for readers like that, which is fine. It's just I don't want you to be disappointed going into it. Would you suggest it for, like, people that primarily read for, like, fun just to, like... Um, if you're just in it for a good time and you like right. cozy, no. Okay. I think that if you really like fantasy and you really enjoy worlds and you're looking for something, if like, if you're coming off of a Brandon Sanderson Stormlight Archive hype, this is for you. If you really like Dune, this is for you. If you really like a complex story, I'm not saying you can't go into this reading for fun and enjoying yourself because that's why I'm reading it, but you have to know where you're starting from. If you're just wanting a cozy fantasy, that's not really the same thing as fantasy, like a really hard fantasy. Right. So cozy fantasy is a subgenre of fantasy, but I would argue that it's not a very good um, depiction of what fantasy is as a genre. It's just a new little branch off that just popped right out yeah so if you if you're wanting to go in to see what really you know sci-fi is really about this this is it it's i think it's going to be amazing and the reviews say that it is better than dune Hmm. so take that for what you will um i might get hate for that comment because dune is super popular but how dare you how dare i but i would argue that it's that's correct and he's a self-published author. If you're looking to branch out and fill in a space on your TBR, then that. that and we have it. We have book one and two. Come get it. Do it. Do it. What are you reading? I am very excited to announce. Trumpets. Um, we have decided to purchase the Zodiac Academy series, which is, like, probably one of my favorite... Um, I'd say this is one of my favorite series to read when I want to be sad and <laughs> happy at the same time. You're just all but also series. like just I don't I don't even know how to explain it. Like just mind blow. It's is, would you say this is your favorite of all time? I it is it is very <sighs> It's kind of like on the level of um, Vampire Academy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a nostalgic read. Like, it gives me the feelings of nostalgia, even though I just read this, like, maybe... I think I started it maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm just doing a reread now, because um, the final book of Zodiac Academy, book nine, comes out in April. So I am on book five of my reread. So that means that if you're somebody who wants to read the whole series at once, this is your chance to pick this up because yes. it's available to you. Yes. Um, first three, first four books, maybe first three, are pretty fast to get through. Then they start getting, you know, a little 
bigger. More information. Like 700 to 1,100 pages. It's a lot of world building, a lot of, like, magic system and all that. But What's the genre for the people? I would say this is a romantic fantasy. Not a fantasy romance. Oh. Okay. okay. I would say the first half is a romantic fantasy, and then it switches to fantasy romance. Hmm. So heavy on the romance at the beginning. Yes. Okay. Yes. All and right. it is very rags to riches, slow burn. Um, try to think of, like, tropes that people just love. That enemies to lovers. It's got it all, ladies and gentlemen. What it really does. For? It really does. And it's... It's, it's funny, too. Like, normally I don't like comedy in books, but some of the characters, like, the stuff that's in the books are just ridiculous, and it's hilarious, and I love it. So one more question before you read us the synopsis. Uh, spice level for the for the listeners? Um, I would say spice level for the first few books is maybe a two or a three. Um, out of five? Five. It gets a little bit spicier, um, but I feel like it's not, that's not like the entire Is book. it comparable to Sarah J. Ma- Mass? I would say it's a little bit spicier. Okay. That's good. That's a good, uh, I would say this visual. is like a fun, Sarah J. Mass is more of like a serious, like world building, like, in-depth read. I would say this is a fun, um, just something that you could read for fun. Okay, cool. But I'm like, I'm rereading it, and I'm I'm just blown away. This is also self-published, right? No. Did it start that way? Um, you know what? I'm not sure if it's, I don't think it's self-published. Um, Actually, yeah, I think it might be self-published. Dark Ink Publishing. So I think that that's owned by the two sisters who write it. So this the, the series was written by two sisters. And they're very active on social media. And if you follow them, they are hilarious. And they will ruin your lives with their posts because they're very cryptic. And you're like, <laughs> this book's going to come out and just absolutely destroy me. I think the um, one of the authors just went on like a TikTok live and she was just like, just finished rereading or just finished writing book nine. She's sobbing and everybody's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why would you do this to us? What, what's going on? <laughs> um, but it's first book is The Awakening by Caroline Peckham and Susan Valenti. Um, and I will read you the description. Okay. You have been selected to attend Zodiac Academy, where your star sign defines your destiny. If you're one of the Fae, elemental magic is in your blood, and apparently it's in ours. As twins born in the month of Gemini, we're a rare breed, even in this academy of supernatural a-holes. Changelings were outlawed hundreds of years ago, but I guess we're totally unprepared. Or, but I guess our birth parents didn't get the memo, which means we're totally unprepared for the ruthless world of Fae. Air, fire, water, earth. No one has ever harnessed all four of them until we arrived. And it hasn't made us any friends so far. As the rarest elements ever known, we're already a threat to the four celestial heirs, the popular vindicative bullies who happen to be some of the hottest guys we've ever seen. Of course. 
It doesn't help that they're the most dangerous beasts in the Academy, and probably on Earth, too. Our fates are intertwined, but they want us gone. They've only got until the lunar eclipse to force us out, and they'll stop at nothing to succeed. We never knew we had a birthright to live up to, but now that we do, we intend to claim our throne. We can't expect any help from the faculty when it comes to defending ourselves, so if the dragon shifters want some target practice, the werewolves want some to, someone to hunt, or the vampires fancy a snack, then we have to be ready. But we've been looking after each other for a long time, and fighting back is in our blood. Today's horoscope. Totally screwed. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. <laughs> it's, I would say it, it, it is very funny. Like, um, it's very much like modern modern day fantasy so you know they got um and it's really funny what they do with like stuff from like our world so they've got like Facebook instead of facebook oh that's and, funny <laughs> and then like um oh they have something called pitball which is supposed to be like football and it's like their um sports teams i don't know that they have a lot of puns in the book for stuff that would be like in our real world i think it's hilarious but the book is just so good too like it's very tragic Mm -hmm. like almost every single book is something tragic happens but i mean i've read five i think i say i'm not reading in saddest book ever yeah i've read the first five in what less than 20 okay but you guys she's really fast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm serious. Once you read book one, you get, like, hooked. And you can't stop reading because you're just like, this is, like, insane and ridiculous. And I cannot stop. Fair enough. So it's like Dungeon Crawler Carl for you. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good comparison. <laughs> so this is her Dungeon Crawler Carl moment. So yeah. you're welcome. So now you've got, like, two perspectives. You can go really, really sad or have a good time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, not that you're not going to have a good time with my book. It's just going to be a different kind of time. <laughs> and I love, like, the two sisters are twins. Um, one's name is Tori Vega, and one is Darcy Vega. And, like, one twin is, like, you know, the bad twin. She's like, I'm going to beat everybody up, and I'm not taking anything from anybody. And the other twin is just like, I'm here to wrangle her, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm here for, you know, your protection. <laughs> yeah. That's and then fantastic. they have this friend, um, and... They have these clubs and they're they're really funny. It's it's kind of like inappropriate, but it's so funny because the girl she's like the biggest supporter of the uh, the heirs, mm-hmm. the princesses. So she creates this club called the Almighty Sovereign Society, and she like does not even like. Oh no! <laughs> she does not even like think about what it spells and they're like these girls are like do you know what what, you've done done?" and she's just like what do you mean and she's just like she's she's so funny her name's her name's geraldine and she she reminds me of you so much oh no (laughs) oh no i don't know how i feel about that these guys will just like flirt with her and she'll just be like you better stop i'm gonna beat you up and she'll she'd be like She'll be, like, talking in her, like, super, like, southern slang. <laughs> and it's so oh, funny. No. Oh, guys. I don't know. I just, I I'm need to, to find. this girl and see her I need to find, profile. like, a sentence that she says because it's just ridiculous. 
I can't. She'll believe. be like blasted buttery bagels. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> it's every, me. <laughs> every it's time, me. every time I get to like her talking, I'm just like, this is gonna be amazing. Oh my gosh! Well, at least she's awesome and not they, like the, the worst. twins. Really start off like not liking her because you know they formed the ASS club and <laughs> they're like. <laughs> They're, like, obsessed with the princess I love heirs. how I didn't even realize until, like, a little bit in when I'm thinking about... <laughs> and then, like, throughout the book, other clubs form, which I, I can't say those on here, but they all spell, like, out, other like, a really crazy horrible things. word. <laughs> oh, my word. It's so funny. You guys just need to pick it up. You guys need to read this. If you like romantic fantasy, this is for you. And, and they'll also have, like... People will, like, post something on Facebook, and then you'll have, like, the comments with the hashtags, and the hashtags are just ridiculous. That's fantastic. I didn't realize it was that. It sounds like it covers a lot of different points for yeah. a story. Like, you go, you have the highs and the lows and the laughs and the cries, yeah. and it just kind of encompasses, like, a little bit of everything for you. Mm-hmm. And it's an Academy book, which is right up your alley. Yes. Anything with an Academy, sign me up. You know, yeah. I'll be there. She'll be there. I'll read it. I'll reread like it. Which you are. Yeah. I'm on I'm almost done with book five. I'm on like sixty seven percent. And then the next what three are gonna be taking me just a little bit of time because I think they're like eleven hundred pages. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think um I'm reading I'm still getting through Brandon Sanderson's Words of Radiance, because I have to read it, like, bit by bit, because there's so much to it. And that's taken me forever. I'm about 26%, but that's how I am about all these books. I want about to start reading... percent on all of them. I need to start reading another book, because this is, like, my... This is what I read at night when I'm, like, about to go to bed, because I can get in, like, maybe 10, 15 chapters. D- dang! But... Holy Moses. Yeah. I feel like I get one or two good chapters in, and I'm like, well. I need to read something, like, small. Like, 400 pages or less while I'm reading. <laughs> small. <laughs> I, I need to read, like, 800 pages because you know, this is yeah. just a lot. And I'm, yeah. like, over here reading 60-page novellas, counting them as books. I'm No, I'm really excited, though, to get these books. They are they are big. Like, yeah, you go to the bookstore, and they're expensive, too, like. If you ever want to buy these, like, pro tip, buy them on Amazon because you will spend $45 per book at Probably because they're self-published then, right? They're huge. Huh. And they're, like, the art in it, like, the um, the chapter starter pages. Illustrations and all the of illustr- that in yeah, it. Yeah. They're really nice, and I, I love them. So that's the only thing you're reading right now? I... Just finished House of Flame and Shadow, but I can't justify talking about it because I don't want to ruin the series for anybody that hasn't started it. Even though I literally named this episode Big Hoffus because <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> we we'll and we didn't even it. talk about it. I want I want to talk about it so bad, but I'm just like Probably I would really be, spoilery. I would I know I stayed away from social media the, the day this book released. 
because I did not want it to be spoiled. And it was just so good. I know there's a lot of mixed reviews. I think there's a lot of critical people out there, like, expecting everything from Sarah J. Moss. Like, she's a person, people. She's just a person. Yeah, but she's also, like, really pushed the line as far as being an author. And she's so famous. She is so famous. So people, when the higher up you go, the the smaller the pedestal. So people really want to throw rocks. I love what she did with this book. I think people really wanted it to take a more depressing route, but I think it's set up really, really well for a book four, which will not come out until like. Four years from now, apparently. That's a big filler book. She's currently writing Actar book six. And then I think that she is going to have a book seven, if I can remember right. But I think her main goal in Crescent City series is to combine all the worlds. That's what a lot of people are. Throne of Glass and Akatar. Speculating, yeah. Yeah. But I think people are super critical because she also releases, like, special editions for every single store with special. Yeah. And she's, you know, triple, quadruple, quintupling Which is really on smart on her. And, but, it is, you know, of but course people, people are going to get mad. get hypercritical of things like that because they're spending all this money for these this exclusive content. And, but you why know, wouldn't you do that? She probably made millions off of Oh, absolutely. Millions. But that's what I'm saying is I think that's why people are targeting her because yeah. they expect... She's like what they pay. The queen you know of I mean? fantasy, though. Like no, where no, Brandon no, no, Sanderson. No, 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 no. <laughs> Brandon Sanderson is the king, and uh, Sarah uh, J. Mass. She is very much the queen. She is the queen of romanticy. I, I am of. Okay, so you know how you say that. I would say that, fantasy romance. So you know how you say that books aren't books unless they're like. 300 plus pages. Yes. And how you really stand on that. I do, yes. I really stand on the fact that romanticy is not fantasy. It's not. It's its its own I wouldn't consider, the only books that I would consider romanticy from her, though, are Akatar. I would just. Her Crescent City books are most definitely, like, fantasy with romance. I think I would agree to disagree with you there. No, you haven't read them, so you can't really do That's that. very true, but I don't know. She, I think my irritation is, is when, like, we have Goodreads Choice Awards and we have all these other things, and romanticy is all that is brought to the table for the fantasy section, and yeah. that is not fantasy to me. Like, yeah. it's fantasy, that's not what I'm saying. Don't, not, okay, don't come after me. Okay, listen, I'm not trying she to be mean. She is the queen of fantasy with romance. <laughs> right, like, I think romanticy is her domain. I think she is the emperor, ruler, empress of the... I think that is I would consider Zodiac Academy romanticy because it's got a lot of spice and... Right. But I think that that subgenre of whatever that... Sarah J. Mass is the queen of her domain. And when you step out of that... one of the highest paid fantasy authors. Yeah, but that's such an... I feel like it's such, such an umbrella term because there are so many fantasy authors that write just straight fantasy yeah. that gets sing that get pushed aside because of a subgenre that but maybe their world building expertise. just isn't as good okay no 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 we're gonna <laughs> fight we're gonna fight because that okay listen no <laughs> no 
I'm not Brandon saying. Sanderson's world building is amazing. Yeah. And, and you're not even including, like, people love, um, like, all of the different classics that you can name. And there are some things that we don't even talk about, like, um, Clive, is it Clive Barker who does the Bone Ships is amazing. Um, we don't talk about the Pariah. And An- I think it's Anthony. Oh, man, I'm getting into stuff that I, I don't even have the authors and stuff for but and it's not even just Brandon Sanderson because I talk about Brandon Sanderson a lot and he's not even I feel like he's a big face of fantasy but he's not even like he shares good titles but could you with, agree that she's like the most popular female author oh I could definitely agree because the numbers yeah. are there that yeah. I can't argue with because that's just facts but I'm saying to for 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 me I argue that she's the queen of fantasy I argue heavily that she's the queen of fantasy because I feel like absolutely not. But I don't enjoy what she gives. In 2024. 2024, she is the queen of fantasy. No, we're not taking turns. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying is like she's not, but she's not my favorite author. So I also yeah. have a, you know, because you wouldn't say that Brandon Sanderson, you know. I would say like, he's yeah. the queen or the king he's of fantasy. Brandon. You're a queen. <laughs> you a queen, sir. It's like, um, I don't know that he's the king of fantasy either, though. He's like... He's just a very well-known, you know. I just feel like we should divide all of that up. And I feel like... There are so many subcategories, like sandwiches and casseroles. Yes. And I think that you have to distribute all that out. There's high fantasy. There's romanticy. There's... Sci-fi fantasy. Sci-fi fantasy. There's... Grimdark fantasy. Horror fantasy. Yeah. There's all kinds of different subgenres. And I think that everybody... Cozy fantasy. You're a king or a queen if you want to be. Yeah. And if you want Sarah J. Mass to be the queen of fantasy, then you just keep that to yourself. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just get so heated about it. I think it's because... I think she's a genius, though. She's a marketing genius. Oh, I'm not saying she's not a genius because, Lord, she's... She's a freaking millionaire. You're yeah. freaking, you have manipulated your money out of people, I want to be. I want to be her when I grow up. Listen, you do you, boo, and congratulations for being the entrepreneur that you are because you have you have decimated a reading population. You have you have you have garnered the market. I'm not saying she's not smart and she isn't good at what she does and that people eat up what she's got because they do and they and you're right they do it with Brandon Sanderson too, but I think that. We're gonna have to have a discussion about this. Like, what defines? We'll bring swords. We'll bring we swords, swords and fight it out. Home. Yeah, we got a green screen. Yeah, perfect. Honestly, that would be amazing. It would be. Yeah. Hmm. Ideas. Why not? But uh, you're re- so you're reading. You just finished that. That's all you're reading right now. Yeah, I'm like, I want to start something else. I'm just my TBR is just an infinite amount of. Books. Raise your hand if you also have an infinite TBR. My TBR is like the size of our library, and I'm not lying about that at all. Yeah. So I will drop um, what else I'm reading now if you want to pick it up. I am reading actually a lot of science fiction, which is really weird. I've um, never read like any sci-fi, I don't think. I think I'm coming into my sci-fi era. You're in your sci-fi area. I am. Era. Um, Old Man's War by uh, John Scalzi. I read Starter Villain this year by John Scalzi. I would highly recommend. Um, well, just know that it's a little language heavy. Um, if you 
don't like that. These are, he's not afraid to use everything at his disposal. Um, so if you're okay to skip past all of those things, then that's a little bit of, it could be a trigger for you. Um, Old Man's War is amazing. I would, it's a series that, it's one of his original, and it's a hardcore science fiction. Um, and to sum it up, Earth in the future, when you're 75, you can sign up for the Colonial Union and give your body over to the Galactic War. And as live, you should. As I'm finding out you shouldn't. Um, <laughs> and it's Don't a, take my advice. It's so interesting. Is there a point to this story? Um, does it does it make me better as a person? Eh, you know, does it is it funny? Yeah. To is be it great? Yeah. Um, do I enjoy it? Yeah. I uh, think it's good. I think I'm going to be giving it a four out of five. It might go up a little bit depending on how this ends and how it all gets to where it needs to go. And if they hold up on the F word, I'd, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I I don't like that either in books. Like Every other the word in some places. Some characters do that. I don't really words. like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay. You know, I can look past some things, but this... Some play, that's why I was trying to say a trigger warning. There are certain characters in here who are giving their personality and the way that he built the characters necessitate what he's trying to do because they're in the military and stuff like that, which is a weird stigma, I guess. I don't know. That's a whole other discussion. Um, but just trigger warning for that. Old Man's War, John Scalzi, book one for that series. And then I'm start, I've started The Lies of Locke Lamora. Um, I've also, I'm going to be starting Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. Lies of Locke Lamora are by, is by Scott Lynch. I am getting through Sunbringer by Hannah Kainer and, oh. Connor? Kainer? Is it Kainer or Connor? Kainer. Yeah. Oh, man, guys. Is it good? It is, I like it a lot more. I loved uh, God Killer, but this book is so much more deep and poetic, and I'm so, like, raging against these characters because of the decisions they're making right now. Phenomenal work. Reading The Hobbit, Unbound, you know who The Hobbit's by, Unbound by Michael Miller, which is book two, and then Words of Radiance by Brandon Sanderson, which is book you two. Re- you really are reading all the books. I am currently reading eight. There are a couple fantasies that I really want to read. I want to read um, One Dark Window, um, which is book one, and The Shepherd King by Rachel Gillig. It's really, really popular right now. I tend to read popular books. Because I like telling people, go read them. Because you can find them everywhere right now. Yeah. Listen, if you need if you need to stay up on them trends, come ask me. I got you. Um, I also really want to read the Ninth House, which is an older which is an older book um, by oh, um, Olivia Blake. Oh. Why did I think about that was by Leigh Bardugo? Why Wait, no, of- you're right. Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sorry, I am staring at the Atlas Complex by oh, Olivia that's Blake. Olivia Blake, yeah, yeah. Which also I do want to read. Um, it didn't get great ratings, so I'm like, it's Hesitant. lower on my list. Um, oh, she wrote Masters of Death. Yes, which I haven't read yet. I really want to read it. Sounds amazing. It sounds like a Breakfast Club situation. Oh, okay. Um, but I also want to read Butcher and the Blackbird by Bren Weaver. It's the first book in the Ruinous Love trilogy. Um, what else do I have on here? I do want to read, this is like a cozy little, um, I, I don't know if it's a cozy fantasy or if it's just like a cozy romance, but I've seen it 
floating around on Goodreads. It's The Night Shift by Annie Crown, which also only gets like a 3.6 on Goodreads. So I'm a little hesitant on that. That's lower on my list. Um, I, I just have a lot of stuff I want to read. Fair enough. And it's literally like probably 500 books. Uh, yeah, my TBR on um, Goodreads is 299. I'm really excited for The Familiar by Lee Bardugo. I think I we need like to, read to read that. that. Yeah. We need to both read that. I'm um, going to be really sad if it's not good, but... It sounds like it's got, like, Jewish history and stuff like that incorporated the, into it. Yeah, it's got a 4.3. It hasn't come out yet, but it's got a 4.3 from the ARC readers on Goodreads. I think she so. wrote the the fiction, but it's like a woven in tale of her family history which she's Jewish in her family history and stuff and it has a lot to do with some things that she's put in through her genealogy and stuff I that's why I was intrigued with it I think it's a romance but I think that I would if it if it's what I think or am wanting I think I'll enjoy it because there's a lot of I think it's a little bit more fantasy it Um, might be is it romanticy um Listen, I just was in it because of the... I wish Goodreads would, like, list the... Because of so some of the, fancy, like... So it's a fantasy historical fiction. Oh. So then that's probably why it's talking about, like, her genealogical history and stuff yeah. like that, that she wrote it for her family. Because this is being re-released. She's already written this. This was already published a long time ago, right? Um, it... I think I saw it first appear maybe, like, six, seven months ago. Yes, and it had already been published somehow. Maybe. But then it's being republished. There's a little bit of a weird thing there. But it, this isn't a new book. It's just being re-given to us. People are really raving about it. I think it's just being yeah. brought back up to the spotlight. So and then maybe I, we could read that and review it if you guys would like us to yes, do that. Let us know. We need to do that. Um, also, The Encyclopedia of Fairies by Emily Wilde. I really want to read that. Um, not by Emily Wilde. It's the first book in the Emily Wilde series. By Heather Fawcett. Um, I want to read... Lori Hugley wanted me to read The Teacher by Frieda McFadden. And, like, ever since I read... What was the book that we read about the family that Trisha and I read? It was called If You Tell by Greg Olson. I've just been, like, turned off from, like, thriller and crime, even though it was, like, nonfiction. It was true crime. I'm just like, I don't know if I want it. Like, it just gave me the ick so bad that I'm just hesitant to read a thriller. I feel like I can only stomach that in parts. Yeah. I would really like to read, um, what's the thriller series we were reading for a hot minute? Oh, Jesse Quinn. Yes. I would like to pick those back up. Yes. We're on book five or six. Yeah, and there's like 16 now. I know. She's been busting them out. And they've all got great reviews, almost four point something out of five. Um, If you're looking for more humor fantasy, I'm picking up Kings of the Wild next by Nicholas Eames. I am also getting ready to read Color of of Magic, Discworld, book one by Terry Pratchett. And then I am going to pick up another indie published book, Peace and Turmoil, the Dark Shores, book one by Elliot Brooks. Um, and these all get four plus out of five stars on Goodreads. And I think I'm going to slip in a novella of aliens in because 
Because we love not? aliens. We love aliens. Love that movie. Um, I want to read it. So, yeah, if you guys want to give us suggestions or... If you've read any of the books on our list, if any you are currently feelings? reading, yeah. If you've got if you got opinions about the books that we've talked about... We like opinions. We like all opinions. Yeah. We might argue with you, but we love to hear them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yes, you guys should email us at offthebooks at khcpl.org. Um, tell us what we should read. Tell us what should be on our TBR. Even though our TBR is 500 books long, we will add books to our TBR for you guys. Yes. So come in, check out some of the books that we have talked about, um, and join us for our next few podcasts. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.